Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Overcomers, God's Vision for You to Thrive in an Age of Anxiety and Outrage, written and narrated by pastor and best-selling author Matt Chandler, and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to Signpost. I'm Daniel Patterson. Dr. Moore will be out one more week recovering from surgery, but this week we hope you'll listen in to talk about how the gospel helps us find rest and the fact that the best and the worst things that could possibly happen to us have already happened to us in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Sometimes people will say, I don't want to live long enough to be a burden to my children. Sometimes there are people who are humiliated by the fact that they've lived very independent lives and then they find themselves at the end of their, of the end of their lives having to have diapers changed, having to be picked up off the floor, having to have someone there with a bedpan. It's a humiliating sort of experience because you lose control and you have to have dependence upon other people. Jesus says, Peter, you are going to find yourself in a situation where someone else is going to dress you, someone else is going to carry you. Peter, who is so independent and so prideful that when Jesus attempts to wash his feet, Peter says, never will you wash my feet. Jesus says, it's not only your feet that are going to be washed, someone is going to dress you and carry you and carry you, notice, where you don't want to go. The reason that Simon Peter had denied Jesus in the first place is because he was afraid. And what's he afraid of? What's the worst case scenario that could happen to Simon Peter? He could be arrested and he could be crucified. This moment that seems so warm, seems like the good, happy ending to the story, the band's back together again. Jesus turns around and says, the very thing that you are most afraid of, the worst case scenario in your life, that is exactly where you are headed. That is a terrifying thing, but that is a liberating thing. This isn't a word only for Peter. The scripture says to every disciple of Jesus, you will take up your cross and you will follow me. 
The scripture says of every follower of Jesus, you will suffer with him in order that you may be glorified with him. And the Bible does not give you a grinning, giggly, happy view of your future. The Bible does not give you promises about your best life now. The Bible instead gives you a word that if you look into it is terrifying. I am leading you to the end of yourself. I am leading you through the valley of the shadow of death. I am leading you to the cross. But if you understand that, it gives you the freedom to say the worst thing that could ever happen to me has already happened. What's the worst thing that could happen to you in ministry? What are you afraid of? What are you worried about? You are already crucified. And the best thing that could ever happen to you, what are you aspiring to? What are you looking for? The best thing that could ever happen to you has already happened. You're raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of the Father in Jesus Christ. That gives you a word of freedom not to be constantly trying to manage your life plan. And notice what happens. When Jesus speaks this word to Peter, immediately what Peter does is to look over to John and say, what about him? I think there's a subtext here. And the subtext is, I think that Peter finds John annoying. And I understand that. Yeah, John, we know you're the disciple that Jesus loves. You don't have to say it. Write it down. Yes, John, I know you beat me to the tomb. You don't have to point it out. But even more than that, I think that Peter sees in John a sign of his own failure. Peter ran when Jesus was arrested. John stood with him. John was the one who was the eyewitness who felt the blood of Jesus spattering on his own face holding his convulsing mother in his arms while Simon Peter was hiding in someone's basement. He sees a sign here of his own failure and he is looking there at that and Jesus doesn't give him the answer he wants. You would expect Jesus to turn around and say, oh, well, he's going to be exiled off on an island. He's going to have some really scary nightmares He's going to write some good books. Uh, one part of it, uh, 316, going to show up on jumbotrons all over the world. <laughs> the Scary Nightmares movie version, Left Behind, guy named Kirk Cameron, be really good. Jesus doesn't do that, though. Jesus turns around and says, what is that to you? If he should live until I come, what does that matter to you? The fear that we can have in serving Christ can lead us not only to the wasted energy of worry and of trying to manage and to plan out our own lives, it can also lead us to the wasted energy of envy, 
of looking around and saying, how does my life, how does what God is doing in my life compare to the other people that are around me? It is a liberating thing to finally understand there will always be a better preacher than you. There will always be a better scholar than you. There will always be a more sacrificial missionary than you. There will always be a better teacher than you. There will always be a better prayer warrior than you. There will always be all of these things around you. And Jesus says, what does it matter? You follow me. The life plan, Jesus says, isn't something that you are managing yourself. If it is, then yeah, you need to look around and say, how am I measuring up to the people who are around me? Because maybe I'm missing out on something that they're doing that I should be doing. Or maybe they're getting benefits and prerogatives and recognition that I'm not getting. Jesus says, no, it doesn't matter to you. You follow me. I am your shepherd. I am leading you. I know where I'm taking you. And I know what's best for you. He says, follow me. He reiterates the call that he gave in the first place. So what are you afraid of? Shame? You afraid of something in your past? People finding out about that? You've already been publicly accused and indicted. Are you afraid of humiliation? You've already been in Christ dressed up in purple robes and beaten up. Are you afraid of falling, of being weak? You've already had the hair follicles pulled out of your cheek and thrown to the ground in Christ? Are you afraid of cancer or heart disease? You've already been crucified. Ministry is not a career. Ministry is a war plan against the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. You have already been marked out for execution. When you see yourself in the cross, when you see yourself in the empty tomb, then you're no longer driven to try to manage every detail of your life plan. You pour your life out. Thank you for listening to Signpost. As Dr. Moore's been out recovering from surgery, we hope you've enjoyed these past few weeks, highlighting some of Dr. Moore's recent messages, and I know you'll be glad to know that he will be back in the studio for a new episode of Signpost next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Truce Podcast. The new season examines the connection between some evangelicals and the Republican Party with the help of world-class historians. Subscribe to Truce in your podcast app or listen at trucepodcast.com.